Good evening, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Across the Tracks podcast. I'd like to welcome the masters of the ones and twos, my partner Wayne, and I am Steve, the editor and engineer. We hope you enjoy tonight's topics of discussions because we're going to say it the way we see it. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Across the Tracks podcast. It's a new uh, week. We've got a new month underway, and glad you're joining us for some stimulating conversation tonight. We've got some interesting topics to share with you tonight and elaborate on. So glad you're here. Again, this is the Across the Tracks podcast, and I'm Wayne. I'm Steve, and we're back again this August 1st. Uh, yes. I had a, a, a friend of mine said, I said, well, how fast does these months go? <laughs> and uh, this, is a, this is a good one right here. You'll appreciate this. He goes, you know, life is like a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> and, you know, you have to think about it, right? Okay. And he goes, the closer you get to the end, the faster it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, there's a lot of truth to that. It is. It <laughs> so is a lot of truth, man. These months and days have gone by so fast. Here we are, August the 1st, and just seemed like yesterday we were just getting started with the year, man. Right. You know, right, and right. I mean, we've gone from we've gone <clears throat> from COVID to relaxation. Now we're back to anxiety over this yep. thing again you know yep. so yeah that's that's where we are so yeah as, as you said my brother we got some top we have a few topics tonight that we'll cover and i uh, hope you enjoy yes yes so um we're in our second week of the 32nd games of the modern olympiad uh going on in tokyo so we're going to kick it off with a subject that it's been uh, it's been in the news all week. Uh, we're gonna put our spin on it, our view on it. Again, we're two two small town guys uh, from uh, a small town in Kentucky, Elizabethtown, and so we want to share our views on some of these things. So we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, this past week, uh, Simone Biles, probably the greatest women's gymnast of our time. Uh, dropped out of the Olympic Games um, due to some mental health issues, and it's been a mix match, a, a mismatch, a mix match. Yeah, I guess that's the term. <laughs> a mismatch. How is that, man? What is the term? Hey, it's it's country. <laughs> it's country. It, it's, it's been country. a mismatch of uh, <laughs> of people offering their views as to. Um, as to whether or not she should have, she should, or whatnot, you know. So I'll kick it over to you, my friend, let you start it out as as to, you know, what is your take on um, Simone Biles dropping out, um, your view on it, and uh, anything else you'd like to elaborate on it, and I'll jump in after you're done. Sure. Appreciate that. Uh, This is, as you mentioned, the uh, world's greatest gymnast as far as – the modern era, and um, she has uh, had so much. This is my take. She's had been under so much pressure 
to do well because there is, you know, this is should be her last Olympics and there was no face of the Olympics and and, and she could sit in the wings and be comfortable because in the previous Olympics you had Michael Phelps. He's the big dog and he's gonna um he's gonna win so many gold medals. Uh you had Carl Lewis all right, and all his 100s. You, you always have somebody that's the face of the Olympics. Right, right. And, sh- and she has been able to sit in the background because uh, there's always been someone else that's has um, has been the face of the American team in the Olympics. Well, this year, going into it, she's the face of the Olympics, the American team. You know, she is supposed to be the one person to everybody's going to look at and, uh, you know, show the American uh, spirit and so on. So then she started having issues and uh, she just said, hey, I'm going to I'm having some issues here and I don't think I'm just I'm going to compete, you know, just a few days before the um, competition began. And so she wasn't feeling it. And, And to me. Like everything else, you know, you have the good and the bad. You have people saying, oh, no, she needs to compete. She needs to uh, step up there and do what's best for America, show America proud. And then you have other people saying, like, man, if she doesn't feel like doing it, then let her have her moment, you know. And and so I kind of fit like between both of those. You know, you represent the country. She still represents. She's still cheering, cheering her her teammates on and so on, even though that she's not competing, she still thinks that maybe she could compete, but she's not sure because of some, something that goes on in the gymnast brain. And, you know, supposedly you can't, you know, when you're twisting and whatever, you lose your, your, um, your balance, basically, you don't know, you know, up or down. It's kind of like, uh, astronauts, when they go through their training, they put them in this this wheel and it mm-hmm. spins them every direction. And there's no one direction that you go because, you know, when you're in space, you know, the space capsule could start tumbling. Right. And so you have to have a good inner ear and figure out, you know, what's up and what's down because, you know, you have to, you know, get back safely. So I think she's going through that right now in certain things where you twist and so on. I understand it because I have vertigo. Okay. I can't get on rides that go around in circles. Mm -hmm. I can't look at rides that go around in circle. Okay. I can't, if I'm just doing like up and down roller coaster type things and it's not any curves or anything like that, I'm cool. Yeah. But if, if I get around a, um, uh, what's those little things in, in the parks that go around, um, Oh, shoot. I can't think of it. Um, anyway, uh, something that goes around, I, it, it freaks me out, man. I can't do mm-hmm. it. You know, so I understand that that's the issue I have. So if she's going through that, then, you know, give her a break. However, there are some people that, you know, some people aren't happy unless they hate somebody. And so now some people are saying that, you know, she's not American. She's not competing to show the flag and 
and crap like that, you know, and putting extra pressure on her. So, you know, it's it's a love hate relationship with some people, you know, and the other thing is that. You know, some people go, well, you know, she's a woman, you know, she's you know, she's not doing what she's supposed to do. She's not standing up for the American flag. And, you know, she's a black woman, too. So, you know, I, there's so much going on. So I, the biggest thing for me right now is that she knows her. She knows her body. And she says, hey, I'm not going to compete. So I'm, I'm through. And one other one other one other thing is that she's 24 years old and and, you know, 40 years ago, if you were 20 years old, you were too old. Right. (laughs) You know, because you when we go back to Ogre Corbett, Nadia Kamenich, Kamenich and those women we're talking the late uh, Ogre Corbett was 72, I think it was. Nadia was uh, 76. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. And they were teenagers, like yep. Yep. 12, 13. And then all the old old gymnasts, if you got 20, you're 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 too old. You know, remember the the old Russian, the the uh, Maria Torres Java or something like that? And she was the last of the big gymnasts. She was a woman doing gymnastics. She was doing that, and she was like 21 years old. And then Olga Corbett came in. She was, you know, 14 or whatever. And then old people's out. So going back to Simone Biles, you know, she's competing at age 24. You know, she's like grandma. Yep. You know, but, you know, the IOC basically said, you know, we don't want any teenagers to compete anymore. So it allows someone to be 24 and to compete. And, but when you get to where she's at, you know, she's won everything. She is the world's greatest gymnast. There's no denying that. So, Hey, let it be. Let it be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I concur. I, I agree with a lot of those sentiments. Um, you know, it's, it's the hype man that, that, uh, that's put on a lot of these athletes, um, the, the media, you know, the hype, and sometimes it's tough to live up to that, man. And uh, I think, as you said, I think everybody was looking forward to this Olympics to see her. And uh, when that didn't happen, of course, it probably pissed a lot of people off. Um, but, yes, yeah, she was the face of the U.S. Olympic team. And so, you know, you got to take care of yourself. And she knows her body. She knows her mental capacity. And rather than risk her her health, not just mentally, but as she said, you know, you're up there spinning two or three times in the air. And you don't know where you are. You can end up getting seriously injured, you know. Yeah. So uh, so, you know, it is what it is. Like you say, she's 24. Uh, the next games will be in, I think, 2024 in Paris. So we will see her again um, back um, on the Olympic trail. Let's hopefully she's able to, you know, whatever she's got to work out, work it out and then uh, be back ready to compete uh, when the games uh, reconvene in Paris in 2024. I do believe you think Uh, she's going to do that. I don't think she's I don't 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 think think so. I don't think she's going to do it, man. It's she'll be 28. She'll be 28 years old, man. You know, she ain't Tom Brady. Well, (laughs) you know, Tom Brady is. 
Tom then, Brady's protected. You can't even touch them. You can't scratch true. them. You can't sniff them. You can't. You can't even say boo to them or anything like this. Right. But you're in an event that you know you're, you're. You know that balance beam is only four inches wide. Right. Right. That, those bodies well, go through a lot of. Yeah. A lot of stuff, it, man. Yeah. It, it, I think it, she's done. I think. You think she's, she's done? Huh? I think she's going to retire. Wow. Then that 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 will be sad for. Uh, for um, the U.S. Olympic team, if, if, you know, this is it and she didn't really compete, uh, this is the last you've seen of her. That that's that's tough. That's yeah. tough. I mean, you know, they always have the world championship the year after. So, right, right. you know, she may she may compete in the world championships. Yeah. Okay, which is but, next year. But, you know, I, I think her Olympic days are. are yeah. Done. But as you said. What else does she have to prove? I mean, she really has nothing else to prove, you know. Um, she is it. And, uh, you know, I go, go get yourself together and uh, and figure out what you need to figure out. And, uh, you know, go down as as probably the the greatest women's gymnast uh, in, in history, you know, and, and let that be what it's going to be. So, yep. but uh, it is unfortunate that... Uh, you know, she had to drop out because I think a lot of folks were looking forward to seeing her, you know, do the amazing things she does uh, in her routines and as part of the team, the individual, um, the individual uh, gymnast uh, things that you do in the Olympics. Folks are looking forward to that. So there are other people competing to root for uh, track and field. Got some great folks out there. We saw some great stuff in the pool. Uh, women's volleyball is going strong. The USA women's basketball, they're doing great. The men won the other night. Uh, they blew out the Czech Republic. So looks like they're back in stride. So there's still a lot of great uh, Team USA uh, rooting to be done. So um, hopefully, you know, let's that, let's let's cheer on the team and and wish Simone well as she moves forward. So let's leave it at that. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. Yes, sir. Leave it at that. So let's segue to our uh, our old home state. (laughs) And uh, normally we don't have anything good to say about this guy, but we're going to have to break. (laughs) I still don't. I don't care. You don't care. (laughs) I don't. There's an alternative to it. But anyway, go ahead. We're going to have to break tradition a little bit and uh, and give our old buddy. Moscow Mitch, um, a bit of a kudo, uh, because he is taking upon himself because now he realizes the severity of the Delta variant and the fact that unvaccinated people pose a big threat to those who are vaccinated. He is going to take money out of his reelection campaign and run public service announcements in Kentucky encouraging people to get vaccinated because it is the right thing to do. And I I hate to say it, but I applaud that. (laughs) I applaud that, man. It's like, really, you finally got a conscience to do something right. And uh, it's it is the right thing to do, because, um, you know, this Delta variant, we talked about a bit last week on the broadcast. The Delta variant is no joke. It is taking people out. And the anxiety is ramping up around the country. Uh, folks are like, no, not again. We, we don't want to go through this again. So I, I applaud uh, Mr. McConnell <laughs> for, you know, stand up, 
do the right thing for the people of Kentucky. It's about damn time you did something. So, <laughs> you know, other than, you know, foolishness that you've always been associated with, this is a good thing. So hopefully, you know, you're spending your reelection money. Hopefully your message is going to get through to folks up in Appalachia, down in the western part of Kentucky, uh, even in our our uh, home county, Hardin County, all those counties around Elizabethtown, whatnot, folks who who normally vote for the Republican ticket um, and support Mitch McConnell and and the previous occupant. Hopefully, this message will get out and folks will get vaccinated and and stem the tide of this Delta variant. Your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's. Uh for me, it's um, it's kind of bittersweet because I I really don't like Mitch McConnell because I think he's just uh, the world's biggest hypocrite. And uh, yes, he is doing something good for the folks in our home state, and he doesn't do anything that's not gonna not gonna help him. Okay, so he's taking money from his election campaign and giving it and and providing public service announcements to the people of Kentucky. Well, number one, the son bitch ain't running again. He's too damn old. So he's got money that he can give away. He, he is not, he's been in, he's been in the Senate forever. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's not running again. So that tells you that right there. He's giving away money. He's not going to run again. Okay. The next thing is that he knows that he needs to do something for the people of Kentucky because if he goes back home and all these foolish people are saying, I don't want a vaccine and I don't want to wear a mask and all that stuff, that's going to affect him because, you know, he had polio. So he's got an underlying condition already. Yeah. Yeah. So if, and if you remember of all the people that was in the Capitol saying that they weren't wearing a mask, well, guess who was wearing a mask? Yep. Okay. Because he knew his ass was at risk. That's right. And he wants to be the Senate Majority Leader again someday because anything and everything that he does is about him holding on to power. So uh, this trick, trickeration, it's not really trickeration, but I'm going to say that anyway because I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) This idea of helping the people out of Kentucky is, is awesome. Okay, and I'll give him credit, like you said, I'll give him credit, but he's going to help people out. If it's going to save lives in our home state, and if the people take take heed to what he's going to do, and they get vaccinated, and it helps save them, save their lives, that's a good thing. Otherwise, there's a whole bunch of Republicans in Kentucky that's going to die, and the Democrats are going to take over the place. So he doesn't want that to happen either. So you better get get those red folks down there <laughs> alive so they can vote for him or vote for whomever they put up there as a, right, right. a candidate, you know, because you right. know, they practice political incest. They're only going to vote for the same party year after year. I don't care <laughs> if, if the devil came back with a, a Triton and a, a fork tail and fork uh, and fork tongue, they go, Hey, look, it's the devil. He's got on the Trump shirt. I'm vote for that son of a gun. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I'll give him a little props for, um, wanting to help the vaccinate folks and spread the word uh, for folks back in our our home state. 
Yeah, yeah. It's That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, it surprised the hell out of me when I heard that. What? I mean, what? Is this a joke? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And not only did he do that, he came out and said he would support the infrastructure bill. I, that, that's that's another. Well, let's, let's hold it right there now. <laughs> what they what they stated was he supported the infrastructure bill going to onto debate in the Senate. He didn't uh-huh. say that he totally supported it yet. It was they voted on having the bill debated openly in the Senate. So he's okay with that. But when mm-hmm. it comes nut busting time, then we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, whatever he says, he says, I support it. Don't mean anything right now. He's just saying that I want it. I want it to be debated on the house floor, and I'm not going to stop my, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to support this to be debated. Right, That's right. it. Right. So, you know, right. let's not let's not leave that let's not leave that out there, okay? Yeah, I'm going yeah. I'm going to I know how he is. He's yeah. not doing anything unless he's going to benefit from it. Right, right. No, you're 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 right. That that's been his MO. <laughs> that has been his MO. And uh I I'm sure that's probably, you know, in the back of uh in the back of his mind as well that, uh, you know, how can I work this that it benefits me in some form or fashion? Mm-hmm. You know, even though he's he's saying the right things and mm-hmm. you know, but uh, beware of man who speaketh with forked tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but talking uh, about the um, our legislators, they've got a couple of issues right now that are that uh, one I think is, is huge. And that is the uh, eviction moratorium expired yesterday, July 31st. And, um, you know, you've, you've been hearing a lot of discussion about, well, we just couldn't get together to do ABCD, but you've known this date was coming for, I don't know how long, you know, you knew that July 31st, 2021 was coming. It just didn't pop up. And apparently there's funds that were allocated to the states to support people. And that money isn't being distributed. And it's like, what, what is, what is up with these people, man? Mm-hmm. I mean, do, do you want people kicked out of their home? I, I don't know. I can't figure it out, man. We're, we were watching it uh, on the uh, the evening news tonight. It's like there's billions and billions of dollars that were allocated to support people, to pay their rent, to support for landlords, whatnot. And only a fraction of this money has been distributed. So the uh, I forgot who's on recess till September the 20th. Somebody is at the house. The house is on recess. The house is on recess till September the 20th. So. I don't see anything getting done to help people out across this country who, who are possibly going to be evicted because our leaders, they're out to lunch, literally out to lunch until September the 20th. Your thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think they've been working, trying to get this infrastructure thing uh, battened down so much that they've just forgotten about something that's so important, mm-hmm. you know? And um, they they should not have let it lapse. Nancy nope. and Chuck Schumer, they should have been on on top of the game, but they've been dealing with other shenanigans going on within their respective uh, houses. 
you know, you got uh, Kevin McCarthy acting the damn fool, and you've got the, um, you know, the hearings about the uh, January 6th going on, and you've got all these things that are taking place. You have voters' rights stuff that's taking place. You know, they're trying to get this voters' rights thing done. So I think both sides just, I mean, they just dropped the ball. I, don't, I can't say both sides. I say the Democrats dropped the ball because the Republicans don't want to give anybody any money anyway. Nope. You know, if it's not going to it's not going to fit them, they don't they they want people to be evicted because they're just assholes, yeah. you know, and yeah. so on. And, yeah, they're going to have to uh, tighten up and uh, let that stuff let that stuff uh, bring it back for a vote. Yeah, uh, I've always said, why don't why don't the management of these uh hotels or houses or apartments or whatnot, why don't they just tack everything towards the end? And once the people get on their, on their feet, if you have a mortgage and if your mortgage is due, you know, the ninth of the month or whatever, then you just add those months up. And instead of it being a 30 year mortgage, it's, it takes 30 years and nine months. Right. Okay. If you're out for, if you don't, if your COVID is taking you out for a year, then 31 years from now or 16 years from now, if you have a 15 year mortgage, right, right. okay, then it's just going to take you a year longer. If you're, if it's a year and a half, you just add tack on a year and a half towards the back end of it, you know, maybe add an extra percent for interest or whatnot. And, and then let those people get their act together. And then right. after, after so long, if it's, if it gets to three years, then, you know, it's just it's time to go. Right. Right. You know, because you can't leave them out forever. No, no. Yeah, there there's there's options. Uh, and I, I don't know why folks are just like, I want my money. You know, I mean, it's like, really? <laughs> I mean, it's tough times, man. It's tough times all over the country, primarily due to. You know, we're being in a must being in a pandemic. I mean, and, and it's folks lost their jobs. They're just now getting back on their feet. Some people that were recalled back to work, they're getting back on their feet. Um, there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of compassion, man, yeah. on the part of landlords, um, people who hold mortgages and our elected leaders. It's like you knew this was coming and you're always talking about standing up for the people and here's an opportunity that you should have stood up for the people and you're on damn vacation till September the 20th. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it doesn't make sense. You want to like, what the hell is wrong with these people? Yeah. Man? That's on Nancy. That's on Pelosi it is. right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. She can, she can say, Hey, keep your, we're going to keep our ass here until we can get this thing taken care of. And that's what it should have been. She said like, Nope, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. I mean, Come on, man. I, it'd be nice if when I was like, let, let me be off. What is that? Three weeks? Is that almost three weeks? Yeah. I mean, and, let, and let that, me, give me three weeks of vacation. You know, come on. Some of that, some of that, Wayne, has got to has got to change. You know, they think that those long weeks away are for people that used to get from point A to point B in the damn horse and buggy. Right. Right. You know, I mean. In in two hours, you can be just about anywhere in the country. That's right. You know, from D.C., it's the worst 
from the worst is that you take a five-hour flight from D.C. to Los Angeles or San Francisco or Seattle right. or whatnot. Right, right. You know, right. that's five hours. It's not right. five months like it used no. to take. <laughs> no, no. We, 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 we need an overhaul. We need a serious overhaul, man, of, of the country's just, I don't know, man. I, I, the other night I was watching something, man. I just like, man, it's so damn depressing, man. The, <laughs> yeah. A lot of the crap that's going on and people are being hurt by it. And it just like, it makes you just like, what the hell is wrong with us, man? What is wrong with us? So, yeah, she should have said, nope, we ain't going nowhere till we get this sorted out. We want to ensure that this money is flowing to people. I mean, there's a reason why these people aren't dispersing those funds. That that's, you know, Why aren't you not giving the money to the people? You know, so they can pay these landlords a back rent and whatnot. So it's it's just appalling, man, that we have drifted into this uh, no compassion. We're just our leaders are complacent about crap. They're pointing the fingers at each other over things. It's just nothing ever gets solved. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing ever gets solved, man. So you just like you just shake your head because you're like, this is this is insane. Insane. So, yeah. So, um, that was a little depressing. <laughs> a little depressing because it's it's just like, golly, man, I just there's got to be a better better day coming, better day coming. So, but let's liven things up a little bit. Uh, segue to another topic. Uh, Forty years ago today. Uh, a new concept of the way people listen to music came about. Uh, August 1981, I was still, uh, I had not yet left uh, E-Town to uh, go to the Air Force. I left in October of 81. But August 1981, the television network known as Music television was born mtv so do you remember where you were what you were doing when mtv came to be <laughs> oh man i don't i don't remember i was 1981 yeah uh, august of 1981 august 1981 i was probably back home getting ready to go back to eku uh, August 1st, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was, oh, no, I can tell you where I was. I was at EKU uh, during summer school that year. Okay. And uh, I, EKU didn't have, <laughs> it didn't have cable. I just had a little black and white uh, <laughs> portable TV with an antenna that I used. So I, I, I didn't get MTV. I don't think I got MTV until maybe later on that year when they uh down at the um in the lobby of the dorm they had cable and then mtv was on and then um later on as i uh finished up at eku i i had cable and was able to watch uh mtv but it was it was it was cool you know it was uh music videos as as we know of music videos today uh, it was kind of um, kind of Neanderthal, 
compared yeah. to music videos today because the technology in 1981 is not like technology today. However, you could look and and see some of your favorite artists artists uh, right on TV. And you didn't have to pay for a concert and things like that. And so you got to you got to see them perform their legendary hits or their most popular hits or their new stuff uh, that they come out with and so on. So it was revolutionary. And then later on, they started to, you know, do some different type programming and, you know, and stuff like that, that, that changed, uh, changed as we go as well. So, yeah. 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 The, the big knock uh, at the time on MTV when it debuted, uh, and I remember watching it when I uh, when I when I came back uh, from uh, training my 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 technical training Air Force and I was in uh, in the day room in the dorm and MTV came on the, the 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 thing about MTV was you didn't see any black artists on there nope For the longest time you only saw the pop rock type acts um, their videos and um, David Bowie who is you know, wow, one of the greatest artists of all time. David Bowie actually spoke out in defense of, you know, black artists asking point blank, why do you not have black artists on MTV? I mean, he put it right there. <laughs> and then sometimes after that, uh, we started seeing, you know, black artists in their videos, prominently more so Michael Jackson, Prince. And then as time went on, you started seeing more of the what we consider the R&B artists. We started seeing a lot of their videos. As you said, they developed some other programming. MTV Raps uh, was a concept they came up with to highlight hip hop. So it was new. It was it was cool at the time. But like you said, videos today compared to videos then is <laughs> like bad. It's it's you look at them, you're like. It's like when I look at old episodes of Lost in Space. You know, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, man, those rocks, you can tell they're fake, you know. But yeah. when you're a kid, you're like, oh, wow, man, these, these monsters and these rocks, these, you know, it's like <laughs> now you realize, man, these things look really fake. Yeah. So videos today, yeah, the technology is so advanced compared to what, what you were looking at in 81. But at the time, it was a cool thing. Uh, that uh, here we are, forty years later, uh, talking about it. It's uh, it's been a good ride for them, man. So, does it I, even exist today anymore? They do, but now they're they're MTV Entertainment. So they branched off and they branched off into a lot of other things. Yeah, uh, it's I don't not rock know videos if, anymore. Yeah, I don't even think they run videos anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I don't know if anybody runs videos anymore. Um, I know on, and you may check it out on Sirius XM, they have a, um, they got a show. It's one of the pop channels. They have all the original, the ones I think, uh, JJ Jackson has passed, but they have the original MTV VJs hosting music shows on Sirius, Sirius XM. It's one of the pop channels. Okay. 
and I've tuned into it a few times, and uh, it's pretty cool. Martha Quinn is on there, and I got some of the other names escaped my mind, but all of them are still alive except J.J. Jackson, and he's he passed away uh, years ago. So, uh, but yeah, I I buzz through the channels. I don't know anybody that's playing videos anymore. Um, I know back in the day, man, there used to be a BET Uncut. I don't know if you ever caught that, man. It would come on at like after midnight, and it was the uncut versions of the song. They had an uncut version of the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm like, and I just tuned into it a couple of times, like, oh my god, this is <laughs> this is quite risque. <laughs> and uh, and Nelly, one of Nelly's videos, you may remember, one of Nelly's videos caught a lot of heat. Because it was a song he had out at the time. It was called Tip Drill. And they the video showed Nelly and some of the other guys that were these girls were at this pool and they were slipping dollar bills in their butt cheeks. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Caught a call a lot of flack uh from people like, What the hell is this, man? You know? <laughs> so uh beyond that, I don't know anybody that shows videos anymore, unless it's some classic channel that I'm not aware of. So mm-hmm. but it, it was it was a phenomenon at the time and uh it changed uh, the way you listened and 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 thought about music. It pretty much put a, a serious damper in and, you know, terrestrial radio, um, you know, FM, you know, a lot of the FM stations now, man, they're cookie cutter. So MTV was was cutting edge, man. You you were you you got your music a different way. So it was all good. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So speaking of music, um, let's let's transition a bit uh Talk about the passing of a rock legend uh, that passed away earlier this week, and that is Dusty Hill. And uh, I don't know about you, man. I've been a big fan of this group probably since I started listening to them on WIL, man, back in the day, man. When uh, when LaGrange was was out, man, I I started getting into ZZ Top. Oh, yeah. Uh, What was that? I said, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Lagrange was 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 the jam, man. Yep. That, that driving that guitar riff, but Dusty Hill was the bass player for ZZ Top. Uh, passed away earlier this week, man. And uh, I, ZZ Top, I love their music, man. They uh, and they they made a lot of good videos back in the day. Oh on yeah, TV as well, yep. you know. And uh, but Dusty Hill passed away, uh, bass player for ZZ Top. Um, your your thoughts, any reflections on on uh, Dusty Hill, ZZ Top, et cetera? Well, you know they were unique because of their appearance. <laughs> Number <laughs> one with the long beards, and everybody knows of them for that. As a matter of fact, there's a there's a guy that lives in our neighborhood that we call ZZ Top <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> because he has a long white beard and he wears a hat. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I, I think uh, to me, their, their most uh, uh, popular song was Legs. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's the one that put them on the map. Yeah. And, you know, they were, uh, uh, would you say they were a combination of country rock? Probably. 
Yeah, I I would say that I I wouldn't put them in the southern rock genre like uh, Charlie Daniels and some of those other right. guys. Right. I, I I yeah. When when yeah, I I would say country rock. I I would say country rock. That's probably where I'd put them. Uh, Legs, yep, great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Give me all your loving is another one I like. Uh, Sharp dressed man is yeah. another one. <laughs> uh, and then Lagrange, and I mean, yeah, I've I've got I've got pretty much all their top hits on my uh, on my iPod, man. I playlist on my on my pop rock playlist, and every now and then they'll they'll pop in because I have it on shuffle, so you never know what's gonna pop up, but. But yeah, I just want to give uh, give some homage and uh, and some respect to uh, to Dusty Hill, bass player of ZZ Top, and uh, another icon, um, not as well known in the civil rights era. I'd never heard of him. I'll be honest with you, man. I, I call myself a history buff, especially when it comes to Black history and things about us as as Black people. But I had never heard. Of Mr. Robert Moses, I, I I never heard of him. Yeah, uh, but he was a civil rights icon um, uh, during the the heyday of the civil rights movement. Uh, he was the architect of the Freedom Summer movement, uh, and like you said, did a lot of civil work, civil rights work behind the scenes. Um, your thoughts on Mr. Moses? Were you aware of him? I, I vaguely, but not. Uh, I'm I'm kind of like you in the fact that um, he was such a pioneer. He was an educator, and he ended up leaving uh, teaching to do more civil rights thing. And he got back to it uh, as as the movement went on. But he was in nearly every major civil rights event that took place. He was either planning it. Or part of it, and he was the guy that uh, he was the he was the un uh, he was the unabashed person that was in the background. Yeah, but he was um, he was a pit bull when it comes to standing up for civil rights and so on. Yeah. And so he went. He eventually got back to education, and then he ended up writing books and so on. And he was someone that people. Like uh, John Lewis and Alcee Hastings and uh, 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 Claiborne down in South Carolina, yeah, I can't Jim think Clyburn. of his name. Clyburn. Yeah. Clyburn. Yeah. Uh, they would they would turn to and uh, get some of get some advice and so on, and he would kind of lead them in the right direction. But yeah, he's uh, uh, you see him a lot in some of the old videos, but you don't know who he is. Because he's not the guy that's right, out front, right. you know. It was you know MLK, right, right. you know Andrew Young, and and those guys. But he was always there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Involved in SNCC, um, you know. Yep. I'm just looking at some of his things. Involved in SNCC, um, and did a lot of voter education registration down in yep. Mississippi, uh, that type of thing. He co-founded the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party, and uh, Fannie you know, Lou Hamer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, did did, yep. a, did a lot of great things, man, and that's you know it's 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 wow, you know it's amazing that you didn't I didn't hear about him until you know he passed, and it's like wow, I I must have missed him and some of my <laughs> studies, you know, but uh, well, you but know again, what's in those you know what's in those Texas 
uh, textbooks, man. So, you know, they ain't going to put too much in there. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, Want to pay homage to uh, Mr. Robert Paris Moses. Rest in peace. Rest in power. Uh, and, uh, you know, respect all the great work that he did on behalf of black people in this country during the uh, the heyday of the civil rights era. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um we're almost up to the top of the hour, my friend. Those are all the topics we had for tonight. Um, anything you want to throw in to take us to the top of the hour? Any well, any reflections or anything that you want to throw in? Well, I tell you that the thing that um, I'd like to uh, expound upon is that the infrastructure bill itself. Yes. You know, I know that they're, you know, Moscow Mitch is trying to do something about that. He supports the debate of it, but you know, there's two different bills that's that's going on, and it looks like there may be a chance it's favorable that the bill, the infrastructure bill, can be passed. It's a possibility. You'll have to you'll have to prove it to me that it's going to be passed. But you know. And, and until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. You know, it's kind of like elections. You know, you never know what shenanigans the people are going to do. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what Joe Manchin or Christian Cinema is going to do. I, I, those two, man, they, they're just—I don't want to go into them. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, one is dealing with bridges and and you know internet and stuff like that, and in which. You know, every time I drive across a bridge, man, I'm looking. I'm yeah. I'm always expecting to. Un- <laughs> I'm yeah. always expecting to. If this bridge collapsed, how am I going to react to this? Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, oh man, because you don't know. You don't know. You know you there, know. there, there's, you know, the water, the water pipes. You know, they're going to replace all the lead water pipes throughout the country, uh, and, and get rid of that so people don't you know, die from lead poison and kids aren't, their education isn't interrupted because of lead poisoning and so on. Uh, so that's part of it. You know, putting the internet in places where it's not is important, you know, because you go some places, man, you hit a, a dead zone and you don't get anything. You get no connect connectivity whatsoever. Nope. And None. Most education today, especially during the the past, you know, pandemic, uh, education itself was all online. And if you don't have, if you don't have uh, a way of getting online, then you're going to lose your education. That's right. You know, you're going to lose. You're going to lose out. So therefore, it's Im- important that you um, that you uh, help these kids out and put broadband everywhere. You know, so uh, that's important. Uh, river stream, cleaning up some of this damn pollution. Yep. Uh, new roads. I, I wish they would take and build a highway just for freaking truckers. This yep. is only for truckers. <laughs> yep. Everybody else keep the hell off of it. Truckers, this is your shit. Yep. You drive on it. Any cars that come up on this, you have the right to run their ass over. But right. get them, get trucks off the regular interstates, man, off the regular highways, and you know, 
rebuild this place. Do something about Atlanta. Right. You know, right. <laughs> do something about of, yeah. Yeah. do something about these places where uh, it's it's crammed in. Let's get yeah. let's do like the rest of the world. Let's put trains everywhere. Bring trains back so that we can cut back on these this damn pollution, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't have to drive cars. If you if I live down if if down Indianapolis used to have the most cable cars of any city in America. Wow. Now there's nothing. They barely have a bus line that runs, you know, specifically to one part or the other. They tried to do it, but we have to bring, we have to bring, we have to start developing commuter uh, transportation. You know, where I live to get to downtown takes about 15 minutes. There's not, it's, relatively easy because the south side is kind of a slower side of indianapolis and to get downtown it takes about 15 minutes the Mm -hmm. most but we have so much traffic that comes from south of us that goes to downtown that it's jam-packed to go downtown and then at three to four from three to six p.m all the traffic is flowing back so Mm -hmm. if they create if they create uh, 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 an electric car that runs straight down Bluff Road or Morgantown Road or south to downtown, man, people can get off and go places and help save the planet. Yeah. You know, yeah. why why can't we? I go from Indianapolis to Chicago in an hour. Why don't we have any bullet trains in America? Yeah, yeah, you, you know. You're, you're preaching to the choir, my friend. You know, why, why, why can't I go from yeah. Why can't I go from here to Louisville in an hour? Right. Why can't I go from here to Cincinnati in 45 minutes, or from right. here to Columbus, Ohio, in an hour, or from here to St. Louis in an hour and 10 minutes, or whatever? Yeah, you know. No, we are we are we behind when it comes to rail. Um, you know, the, you know, the, the high speed trains and, you know, there, there should be a train that goes from the West coast to the East coast. I, why, why we can't have that? I don't know, man. And someone had talked about the idea and they were rebuffed. Um, to, to, I forgot some, um, some rich person was talking about, they wanted to put a, a rail that ran from Los Angeles all the way across the country, uh, to the East coast. You know, it would stop in the major cities, you know, as it went went from west to east. Uh, but that idea was was trashed. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking for years here about getting a train that goes from Pueblo all the way up to uh, Fort Collins. You mm-hmm. know, a train that goes up all up along the front range. Talk, talk, talk. You know, where these other countries, um, you know, you've been overseas. It's like you ride the train. Yeah. Get on the train. Yeah. You know? And uh, and so this infrastructure bill, if they pass it, maybe maybe that'll be the catalyst, man, to get some of these folks thinking like we need rail, high speed rail in this country to, like you say, cut down on all the carbon emissions and everything else that cars kick out into the uh, to the uh, to the atmosphere and the air and everything. So. We're we're destroying our planet, man. But uh, we have an opportunity here to 
turn this around if if folks get on one accord and pass this bill. Yeah, and, and another incentive would be to help uh, these car companies that are starting to turn to electric. Yep. Okay, and any place and every place you go, you should have charging stations. That's right. You know, I mean, you know, cars that go 200 miles, 300 miles, whatever, but um, you should have those periodically throughout the country. You know, for every rest stop, there should be charging stations. There should be a charging station. And that the the technology, develop the technology that a car can be get a full charge in about 20 minutes as opposed to two hours. Right. You know, or, or develop the technology in which a car, as long as it's moving, and I know the electric cars do this, it's creating its own energy. Right. It's creating its own energy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's it's just like <laughs> I was watching Formula One racing, and they were talking about how these Formula One cars they build up their own energy as they go. When they go on the braking, they're charging themselves. Yeah. They charge it, and it gives them extra power, and and so we can do that, and it's people in Indiana and the cornfield areas the people that want to get out and drive all the time, you know, and say, well, you can't, you can't make me buy an electric car. That's it. You know, I don't care if you mandate it or not. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. That's you know, it. My God, a mask is a mask. Oh, you can't tell me what I have to do with the mask, you know? So it's that type of attitude. People that, you know, I own a Corvette. I like driving my Corvette. I like driving my Corvette fast sometimes, but I don't drive it every day. Right. Okay. And if, if, and when they come out with a electric Corvette, if it brings, if the United States concentrates on electric vehicles, electricity and, and windmills and stuff like that, we could, we could compete with everybody else. But we're so hard-headed because we have to we have to help the oil industry out. And at the same time, you know, the people in 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 Texas and Louisiana and, and Florida and places like that who they survive off the uh, oil industry, the Chinese are they're just continue to turn these things out. They're turning out technology and we're just going, ah, we don't want to do that right now because we have to help Billy Joe Bob out down in Texas keep his, you know, twenty dollars an hour job. You know, so he can feed his family. Switch all that crap over, man. You know, yeah, that's uh, right. you know, in the state of Indiana, they don't even give you a tax credit anymore to put solar on your house. Wow. You know, because you they don't they don't buy back the extra energy because the the monopoly that is the electric company in the state of Indiana, they're not going to give money to these these uh, legislators. So if you put uh, solar panels on your house, you get really no benefit if you got extra, if you have extra. You can't sell it back to the electrical company because they're greedy and they want to get make more money. See, it's that kind of attitude that we have to think about. We have to change our entire mindset. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we have an opportunity. I can say, man, if, if, if they get this done... Not only is it going to change uh, the landscape of this country, but look at all the good paying jobs are going to come out of this. I mean, people will be working f- for a long, long, long time. 
you know. Yes. You know, putting up towers for, you know, 5G and, like you say, broadband in a lot of areas where there is no Internet. I mean, redoing all the, the – getting rid of the lead pipes. all the, I mean, there's going to be work to be done. And so people can be saying, like, man, you know, I don't have a job. I can't <laughs> – this yeah, bill no – yeah, this bill is going to transform things in a major way. So I hope these guys can get on one accord and get this done, man. They've been talking, talking, talking. Obama talked about it. He wanted to do it, but we knew you know, that was going to be stifled because nobody wanted him to succeed in anything. So now fast forward to uh, Biden is trying to do the same thing, and we're close, but we're not quite there yet. So I, I hope it gets passed, man, because— we need a lot of this modernization in this country, man. So I'm all for it if we can get it done. Yep. All yes, for it. All Look. for it. Hey, man, let's revisit one other thing. Absolutely. Uh, the Delta variant, variant is back in a big way. Yep. And the states that are being crushed by it are the states in which the governor's Let me change that. The state that's being hurt the most by it is the state of Florida. And the dumbass governor uh, is refusing to say that, you know, we're not ever going to go back to wearing masks and stuff like that. And and the people that are being hurt the most are the unvaccinated people. Yep. And so the the idea of this mask mandate. Um, I know that uh, uh, Biden is talking about having federal employees uh, to give them uh, a mass mandate. He's not calling it a mandate because when you say mandate, the people on one side are going to say, you can't tell me what the hell to do. Live, die, live free or die and all that kind of crap. Yeah. You know? So federal employees. um are going to be told, you know, you need to probably, you need to do this. And they're also saying that to the military, probably, you know, if the FDA approves these um, vaccines, then legally people can say, man, you're not working for us until you get that vaccine. Plain and simple. Yeah. You know, and they can mandate it then. Yeah, the within DOD, if you if you go anywhere on the base here, any any of the bases here, you got to mask up again. So it's it's not it's not whether you want to. If you don't, you're not getting in any facility here on the base. So that's a DOD wide thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I, I, this is crazy, man. We 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 we're letting knuckleheads, you know, who are selfish, jeopardize the well-being of everybody else. And Florida, they DeSantis is an idiot. He is an idiot. Like you say, he's a Trump wannabe. I think he's probably thinking he's going to be the nom the Republican nominee in 2024. But dude, you're 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 putting people's lives at risk, man. And apparently, you don't seem to care. He doesn't care. All he wants in that political party, the people that support them are looking for someone that's an asshole. We like assholes. We like somebody that's going to 
makeup crap. We like somebody that's going to stand up to big government. And we like somebody that is foolish because that's what they are. Yeah. I hate to say it, but if you think that crazy people are going to look out for your interests, they're not. They're crazy. Hey, they're crazy. <laughs> okay. And the person that makes or squawks the most is who they like. Yeah. You know, we've said it before on this podcast, you know, the dumbasses attract attention. So how can you get people to vote for you? Act like a dumbass. Plain and simple. And that's DeSantis. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I don't know how he got, I think he went to Harvard or Columbia. So I don't know how he did that. Okay. Well, I know how. The biggest thing, and Alex used to tell us this all the time because he went to Holy Cross in, in Worcester, Mass. And the biggest thing is getting into Harvard. Right. Because once you get there, you don't make, you can't make less than a C on any, any, any uh, grades. Wow. Period. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, that's, you can't make less than a C. I go, well, what about Holy Cross? He goes, you can make these Fs. <laughs> 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 this ain't Har- said, Holy Cross. It ain't Harvard. <laughs> wow. Just because, just because you get in, you still have to perform. Right. And how DeSantis got in, uh, he may be smart, but he sure sounds dumb. Yeah. He, That's he's, for sure. Yeah. He's, <laughs> you, he, you can he's, look he's, at. Go ahead. No, I was just saying he's 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 despicable, man. You know, it's it's like, you know, I'm not gonna mandate this or that, and we're not doing. Yeah, but folks are gonna be dying on your watch, man. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't, you don't get care it. about them. Nope, don't care at all. And I and I've started, you know, like you said, on on base up there, they have to you have to wear a mask. Yeah. I always keep a mask with me in my pocket if I'm yeah. going into now. I mean, I this week I started wearing mask again. Yeah, you yeah, know, same here. And I, I go into, I went into Lowe's today. I had to fix one of my toilets up here, replace some parts. So I went into Lowe's and I put my damn mask on, man. As soon as I came back out, I took the mask off. Yeah, you know. No, so we're we're we're. And, I mean, it's like wow, you know, people that you know got the vaccine, you know, they they said, yeah, I'm I, like you say, man, I I don't want to be on no ventilator. I'm I'll take the shot, you know. Yes, I mean, sir. I don't know what it is with these people. It's like, what, what, what? I don't get you, man. It's like <laughs> you would rather take a chance at dying. And they've they've had people who are like they're dying. It's like, but can I get the vaccine out? Nope, too late. It's too late for you. You know. Well, I, I didn't believe it. Well, you know what? It's too late now because yeah. your ass is dying. <laughs> yeah, and and the next thing that goes along with that, Wayne, are these healthcare workers. Yep. That are saying that they're not going to get vac- vaccinated. Right. right. That's that's crazy as well. Look, if if you're in the healthcare industry and you work around people, y- you get that stuff. You bring it to work. You're going to give it to somebody that comes that's in right. there. So if if I'm at IU Health, IU controls all the healthcare in Indiana now. They basically control the whole damn state. If I'm at IU Health, I'm saying your ass is getting vaccinated or you're not getting a job. That's and it. nurses are in short supply anyway. Yeah. Okay. That, that should be it. You know, you you, you want to work here? This is the policy. 
And, you know, I, I don't know why we just can't do that. You know what? If, if, if we have any thought of getting back to some semblance of a regular life, you know what? The policy is you got to be vaccinated, period, period. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you could do say or do this, but it's like, you know what? You, you don't want to get vaccinated. Then don't darken the door of my emergency room. Uh when you get sick with COVID, don't don't come to my emergency room. I'm not treating your ass. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't think you can do that because of the Hippocratic oath and you, all this. Good yeah, stuff. you can't. But it's it's stupid, man. That we we are supposedly the most. Um, what's the term? We're supposed to be the greatest country on the planet, and we got people being stupid over dumbass reasons that yeah. they don't want to get vaccinated. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, yep. All right, we can move on, but uh, yeah, we've made it to the top of the hour. We're at about 103.24, according to my uh, ticker. Okay. And uh, yeah, we're we're about ready to wrap this episode up. Yeah, you know, I, I think this is episode 86 or 87, 86 not sure yet. 86 or 87, wow. But uh, yeah, we continue to do this. We continue to have fun with it. Uh, we're going to say it the way we see it. And yep. as long as we can keep doing this, I I, lo- I love doing it. I love having a conversation with my old homie yep, from E-Town. Yep. And we've gotten in a pattern of doing it. So I think we'll continue to do it for a while. Right. As, uh, as Eddie Kendrick said, we're going to keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, all righty then. So until uh, the next episode... Uh, I'm Wayne for Across the Tracks podcast. Have a blessed week, and we will see you on the flip side. On the flip side. I'm Steve, and as far as I know, we need to get out and vote. Make sure that nobody stays home. Make sure that you get out and exercise your vote, even though the people are taking your uh, your the hard way of getting out there. Yep. And if you have to stand in line, start preparing to stand in line, man. Because we have to, we have to vote. We can't, we do, we we can't take a, a an election off. Nope, we cannot. So we cannot. With that, as our old baseball term, like three strikes, we're, we're out. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.